0: All right, John 14, verse 15. This is a discreet verse in the, um, in the way we have divided verses. But I, I want you to kind of go back and run at 15. I've seen John 14, 15 placed in isolation on plaques and, and, and in sermons and such. It's not in isolation. It's in the middle of a thought. Uh, we're going to talk... I think in two weeks, three weeks, um, as we go through the book of Hebrews, about how chapter divisions sometimes really hurt us, and verse divisions sometimes really hurt us, because they make of us think of them as units, like a legal code, you know, code 13-4- and it's, it's in the middle of a discussion. So starting at verse 12, very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing. And they will do even greater things than these, because I am going to the Father. I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. If you love me, keep my commands, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. Let's stop. Now, you're going to do greater things than Jesus, And we think, well, that's impossible. You know, we're not raising people from the dead. We're not, um, hang on, for 2,000 years, we've been bringing people back to life out of addiction, out of slavery, out of um, slavery to various sins, out of broken relationships. We have been, for 2,000 years, in the name of Jesus, we've been bringing people to life. We've been healing people. In the name of Jesus. By, by giving them instant eyesight? No. But by being their eyes. And walking with them. And helping them. And paying their medical bills. Governments have changed because of Jesus. Now I've said this before and gotten in quite a bit of trouble over it. But I still believe it. Some will say it anyway. You know. Um, it's, I still believe it's true. Look at history and see where Jesus has gone, and where he hasn't. Where the people of Jesus come into a society, things change. Women are given more freedom. It's not instant. It's still ongoing, like I said, an event and a process. It's, but women are valued more highly. Uh, slavery goes away, again, not instant, but it does occur. Are you aware that slavery, there are actually more slaves on the planet today than there were at the end of the Civil War? And the reason is Muslim countries practice slavery. And they do so without any embarrassment over it. There is also atheist, atheistic nations such as China and North Korea practice slavery. And it's, um, it's horrible. And what's even more horrible to me is that the average American knows more about the Kardashians than knows about slavery. That just breaks my heart because we don't get the news. Uh, We just get enough to scare us and entertain us. Where Jesus goes, things change. Laws change to become more equitable, to become fairer. Is it a perfect process? No. Jesus didn't heal everybody when he was alive. He didn't free everybody when he was alive. Not everybody liked Jesus. He was starting a process and he says, if you keep doing what I've told you to do, it's going to make a change. And has it not? I mean, I I was born free. I was born in a free society. I was born with freedoms, that I did not earn, but which I cherish. And when I, you know, I don't think very many of my folk, if at all, I'm gonna back up. I don't know of any specific member of my family who died or even who was there at Normandy. Um, most of my family that I know of that served, served in the Asian theater, the Pacific theater instead. And so I don't really know but every time I see pictures of, I've never been there, of the, 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 the white crosses at Normandy, I just, I kind of go quiet because I ain't, I ain't earned this, but I was given this. And the Bible says, to whom much is given, much is required. Uh, therefore, there is a burden upon us to, to do what Jesus said, to love as he did. And that's got to cross national lines. It's got to cross racial lines. It's got to cross religious lines. And it has to cross the lines that are national, religious, and racial all at the same time. It's got to cross them. Those of us with Jesus are supposed to be taking them places. One of the reasons why I like working with Muslims so much. To be honest, one of the reasons I like is because I find so many amazingly wonderful people when I work with them. That they're it's like they're trying to outkind me, but I'm going to win, but they're trying. I like it because there's benefit to me, if I'm honest, but I also like it because it's doing what Jesus told me to do. Here in our building, you may not be aware of this, our building, until this began, and it has slowed down immensely, it will start again. Almost every day was being used for the poor. Now, we don't have a food pantry here. We don't have a clothing pantry here because we, along with churches of all stripes and tribes, bandied together to, um, uh, banded together to um, support GraceWorks. So we do that. However, in this building, there's job training. There's skills training. There are all kinds of things that our poor neighbors get to use our building for, for free, of course. And in fact, we even pour money into it. Why? Because that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to share what we have and share who we are and die broke and tired. I know that's not the American dream. <laughs> it's nobody's dream, really. But like I always say, you spend your last dollar doing something for Jesus, you know, don't worry about retirement. You're not going to last but, what, three weeks? Uh, so just, you know, enjoy the journey. We, we have this panic to live and have. And Jesus says, if you keep my commands, if you do what I do, then things are going to be different. I um, helped my mom last night. uh, I'm sorry, last week. My dad, of course, passed away a couple of months ago. And the will that they had is valid, but it's kind of a mess. And it's old. And I won't go into all why it's a mess. I'll just suffice it to say, My father never saw anything he didn't want to tinker with. And so I was thinking, you know, a probate judge is going to have some issues with some of this stuff if we just let it hang. So I went down, and my mom and I made a new will for her. And new powers of attorney. New living will. All this other. We do that through LegalZoom. I have no um, financial interest in LegalZoom. It's just she didn't know anybody, and so we're we're right there. So here we go. We're going to do it. Um, Got that done then I got an email from LegalZoom said there's there's a problem with two of these things. I'm going, what? (laughs) what? how could there be a problem? I did it. Anyway, I so I called and I got to tell you if you want customer service they're probably the best. The guy seemed really excited to be working there and like he couldn't wait for me to call. And all it was was a number on the address had been left off. Okay, that's probably important. So he put it on and he said let me just go through this make sure everything's good and he stopped and he goes, Well, that's something I love, and I went, "What?" And in the um, end of life, what to do when the end of life? My mom's already pre-made, prepaid the the cremation, but there was a statement she wanted put in that I put in there that said, "I am a woman of faith. Do not try to keep me from seeing Jesus. Do not prolong my life. Let me go." And he said. We never see that, and that's amazing. And he started talking about his faith, and we're having a phone call. Jesus said we're going to do greater things than he did, and we are. Don't toss that aside. We are. We're doing slow-motion miracles. Once you get that phrase in your head, slow-motion miracles. We don't do instant. It may take us a lifetime. But we're doing slow motion miracles. I truly believe Jesus wants this earth to be redeemed. Therefore, we need to be busy doing that. Loving one another. And caring for the planet as well. And I'm not going to get into what, how you care for the planet. I, I tease my wife constantly, but the fact is she is dedicated to this. And she, you know, if I throw away a piece of paper, it's like she's in another room going, that's not, there's something not in the recycle bin that, believe, that needs to be there. And she'll show me that. And I'll be going, okay, fair enough. She's, she's dedicated. I often wonder what our garbage guys think of us. Because our garbage can very often has nothing in it. Or like this in it. And the recycle can is overflowing. And there are extra recycles around it. And I'm going, okay. But you know, we are supposed to take care of the planet and each other. However you choose to do that. If you love me, keep my commands. So the priest before... If you ask anything in my name, I've had people say, well I didn't get it. Um, I, I work as a guest lecturer at a variety of federal and state uh, law enforcement groups, um, but I'm not one of them. You know, here in, uh, in July I'll be going to, to talk just to flying out speaking and flying back, it's a two-day deal, uh, with some international law enforcement groups Um, um, in in Florida uh, that's where they're gathering when I walk in I already know what's going to happen because I've I've done that group before elsewhere they're going to be policemen surround me because they don't know me they're going to ask why I'm there and what I'm doing and I'm going to have to show them ID and then they're going to take me into a little room and they're going to verify and then everything will be fine and they'll give me a little lanyard with my picture on it and they'll say wear that so we don't shoot you and so I wear it I do. I make copies and just wear it as an outfit. I'm I'm very concerned about this. Um, In fact, one guy even asked me, he said, are you armed? I said, I'm assuming you've got about a thousand armed people in here. You don't need me to be armed. And he said, that's, well, you're not allowed to be anyway. I said, fair enough. Here's the point. Let's say that, uh, for example, Michigan State Police. I've done a lot with them. I cannot knock on your door this afternoon and say, open up in the name of the Michigan State Police. Why not? Because I can't say that with their authority. I'm not a state trooper. Never have been. Even though they give me little badges as a sign of respect and I, I put them in my safe, I'm not one. The Williamson County here, the Sheriff Jeff Long and, and the Sheriff now is a great guy too. Uh, Jeff Long loves this church. And uh, the chaplains and such all, are all connected to this church. Corky French and Dean Barham. He gave us little badges and he wants us to wear them all the time. But, and I do often. But uh, not all that often. Because uh, I, I don't want people to say, okay, I'm going to rob the store. Let's shoot the deputy first. You know, it's just, I, I, it's, I'm not one of them. You understand what I'm saying? I cannot hate you in the name of Jesus. I cannot ask for myself to be enriched and you impoverished in the name of Jesus. There's a lot I can't ask for in the name of Jesus. Cuz I don't have authority to say that. What he give you authority to do? Love your neighbor as yourself and love God. So I can pray for that. And people that's a pretty big deal. Because that sets in motion the slow-motion miracles. By the way, in case anyone misunderstands me, when I say slow-motion miracles and that women's freedom and the end of slavery is such as a process, I'm not saying that I like it that way. I wish we could wave a magic wand. And everybody's heart and mind would be right, uh, including mine. I, God's patient with us. I don't know why he's as patient as he is, but he is. We need to step this up a bit and not be as content with the pace of this miracle. If you understand my mean. And that means that you may have to goad me a bit to move me forward. I was in a room, I told you this about a year ago, I think. I was in a room with a, a bunch of people and uh, one of the ladies there said, somebody said this to her, and she talked about how that was a bit insulting, a little sexist, and I was over there just going, I've said that, and so when she was done, I, I said, I've never said this to you, but I've said that to other people. I didn't know that. How, how should I be phrasing this? And it, it was such a meaningful conversation, that I put up on Facebook I said I'm not a racist but I might be and I'm not a sexist but I might be my friends will point it out and help me when I am and that that went viral because I think a lot of people are saying you know something we think we're okay but we might not be help us and it doesn't help that the world's shame-based and runs around yelling accusations you can't yell accusations in the name of Jesus either you can love. That's what you can do in the name of Jesus. And he if you ask him anything to help you love another, he will help you do it. That's the promise. He's not saying if you ask to win the lottery, he'll, he'll, he'll do it. Wish he was. But he wasn't. It's was a slow motion miracle. In fact, I even brought up, I, I had that thought once. I was in a room in Colorado Springs. We lived there. They, um, a group, a charity group, had asked for all the preachers in town to come. They were going to give us breakfast, so we went. Uh, there were hundreds of us there. It was a charity we knew and we all loved. And none of the churches in that room were rich. It was their pennies put together that did great stuff. Sometimes I think the reason why Christians don't always win the lottery is because that would mean not all Christians have to give. We all have to share our pennies for this to work. It's a slow-motion miracle. You getting what I'm doing here? Okay. Um, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate, the Spirit of Truth. Here's where. They took our microphones. I may have to ask you to to speak, because you you're he knows what I mean. You're a Holy Spirit guy. Uh, We're we're entering your wheelhouse here. So um, we're gonna have to make sure you have a mic the next several weeks, as we go through 14, 15, and 16. Uh, The spirit of truth, the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. Have you ever noticed how hard it is to convince people in an argument? It is really hard. Um, There's an atheist man who um, is very open about his own mental health struggles, in fact. I'm trying to remember his name now. It's not coming to me. But his book is The Unpersuadables. And it's a really good book. It is. It doesn't, it, it's not after Christians, although we do get one chapter. It's after, um, well, I'm, I'm not even going to go there. His point is, when you come at them with evidence and you come at them with argument, you're not changing their mind. Why? And he studies why arguments don't change people. And by the way, that's a really good thing to study because we used to believe if you had a truth encounter... That would change the other person. No. We just change our definitions, or we find another way to move to where we think that one doesn't apply. It's a real struggle. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna really jump the shark here. Reading the I was talking to Cammie. I have not read the Mueller report, but I have listened to a lot of news. And I think the Mueller report is like the Bible. Hang on. There are people that are reading it saying he clearly does say Trump did collusion or um, obstruction. Others saying he absolutely cleared him of one or both. And you get people to say, well, he cleared of one, not the other. And, And they're all reading the same document. And I said, it's rather like reading the Bible and sitting down with people that disagree with you. You start throwing verses across the table. And everybody believes they're the ones that hold, are holding on to the right verses in context. Um, I don't mean to indicate that you can't find the truth in Scripture. What I'm saying is we tend to be resistant to truth when it hits us. We tend to push back or to do that matrix thing where it's just, you know, that sort of thing. Where it just goes right past us. That one didn't hit me. I'm all right. Um, that was a great movie, by the way. Second movie, eh. Third movie, what? I I, uh, had a friend who's a philosophy uh, professor that was going to go see the third one and I did, and he said what would you what would you say? And I would say it is rather like Yuan Kepler went to see Colonel Sanders, you would know it if you saw the character in the third, and then they for a trip to see Schrodinger's cat. That means nothing to you, that's all right. It means everything to those of us who live in these worlds. But the first movie, that whole idea of, you know, red pill or blue pill, uh, are you going to deal with reality or are you not? Are you going to let reality? And I'm looking back here. There's my buddy Doug. Doug and I go golfing because we, we both play about the same and we don't believe in talking that much. And that makes us perfect. You know, uh, it's, we don't need to discuss or fix anything. And I told him, I said, I don't know how far I hit my irons because I'm older and I've not played enough or gone to the range to know how far back that is. But I said, golfers are experts at self-delusion. We will hit one pure and sweet. And immediately at that point, that is how I hit this iron. No, you don't. You may not hit it that well again all year. But in our minds, I must have missed it because when I hit this, it goes like that. We are truth resistant. And we'll even get to the point where you know what I need? New clubs. Because I, are, I used all of the good hits are out of this now. I use that up. I have to go refill. It's self-delusion. And we have to be careful about self-delusion. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him or knows him. So let me just ask you a question before we even go further. If that's true, and Jesus said it, so it is. What what should be our response to that? Is he saying give up on the world? The world can't see him. What can the world see? Us. They're not going to see Jesus, so you have to be him. Hmm. That's amazing. Do you know one of the expressions I've told you in the five years I've been here? Love people until they ask you why. Do not lead with Jesus. Do not bring Jesus up in most situations because that'll do the shutdown. Instead, just love them until they ask you why and then you can talk. That's, that's important. I see Barbara here and since I'm pointing out people in the audience, watch out, I'm coming to you. No. My, my son calls Barb Cassily Jesus with estrogen. Because, amen. See, we have a testimony. Because Barb loves in the spirit of Jesus. Barb and Dave, and, I, and they wouldn't want me telling you this, but the fact is they do more volunteering, more giving, more driving to take care of than anybody else I know. And I've told them, I'd like to be with you and be like you when I grow up. Which is a lie, because it would be exhausting to be like them. And it would end some of my recliner time. But they are amazing. The reason I'm here is Barb Cassidy. She prayed for years and would not stop that I would come here. I was living at 6,700 feet looking out at Pike's Peak. Now I live in Spring Hill. Look at traffic. And I'm blessed beyond measure. They can see you. So, carry the spirit of truth with you. Carry the spirit He's not going to leave us. The world... Uh, all right, here we go. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me because I live, you also will live. And I'll stop right there, even though it's, it's, the context continues. I believe that we are saved by grace. I do not want to give the impression that I believe we're saved by works. But James brings up works are going to be involved. How are they going to see Jesus if we don't do something? You know, uh, they're not going to come find the wise man on the mountain. No, you're, you're, going, to have to, you're going to have to be amongst the people. Remember, Jesus in, in John 17, um, said, "I'm not asking God that you take them out of the world. I'm asking that you be with them in it." Paul said, "We cannot leave the world, but we are not of the world." So when he says, "You know, be and you know, come come out from among them and be ye separate," he's meaning in our behavior, our attitudes, our beliefs, not in our presence. Stay there. When I drive down to see my mom couple times I've been with my grandsons and they get excited as we go through Etheridge and Lawrenceburg and, and such because they'll see Amish people, horses, carts, and they have questions. And I'll say, well, you know, they don't believe in having cars. Well why not? Now the cynic in me wants to say, because they love all they think God loves all technology until 1826. That's not fair. <laughs> Instead, I have to talk to them about the benefits of simplicity and the simple life and why there are some upsides to what they're doing. But there's a huge downside. You don't see people converting to Amishism. Why? Well, they're not evangelistic, for one, but it's because we're not with them. Um, Jesus said, be out there. I didn't go on here, but um, you might want to try this somewhere in your small group, perhaps. Uh, as a project, it would take, take you some time. Going through the online directory, and with a big map and putting a pen everywhere a member here lives. And you might see God has infiltrated this entire region with his people. We just, we, the agents just need to be Activated. They need to go to work. We can do this. Um, I'm just moving on, but if you want to try, and I'm sorry, the acoustics are awful. Uh, You could come up and I'd lean over with the microphone. Because we love and respect you, and I want you to always know that we do. You are a treasure in our midst. Amen, church? We love. And, And we all know that it's Patsy. We all know that it's her brain that's carrying you forward. But that's all right. That's said, I'm, we all know also that you invited Cammie to come live with you, and that meant you had to ask me. So I'm, I'm, I've got it. Before long, I, the world will not see me, but you'll see me because I live, you also will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. What day is he talking about? Uh, we could argue. I think there's, there is a, um, I think there is a date. I think the day of Pentecost is a big time of this. But also believe in everybody's life there comes that epiphany, a Christian, that wait a minute, I'm at God's work. God's here. God's doing what we're doing. And sometimes it'll be God playing a joke on you, like he did on me. I think I've told the story before. Um, I've preached sermons before that were worthless. This was the worst. The sermon I preached that day was awful. I didn't realize it. I mean, it wasn't bad doctrine. It was just a bad sermon. About five, six minutes into it, I already realized this is a lead turkey that is never going to fly. There is nothing I can do to get this thing off the ground. I backed up. I tried to improvise. Captain Segway here tried to do whatever I could. 10, 15 minutes in, this thing was DOA. Shut it down. I didn't even offer an invitation. Those of you that are new may not know that we used to. Uh, Do the sales pitch, have everybody stand up and have a song like Almost Persuaded, but now lost, or softly and tender, some emotional hook to get you down to be baptized. But I I didn't even do that, I didn't offer the invitation. I just stepped down. The song leader was a little surprised. So he he grabbed his book, stood up, sang the song. A lady came forward. I just looked at her for a while, Hmm. walked over. She sat down. I sat down. I said, What can I do for you? She said, I'd like to be baptized, give my life to Jesus. And I said, that's brilliant. That's wonderful. Well, you came to the right place. I can't leave a thread alone. If I see a thread, I pull it. I should have. Maybe I should check this to work before I praise him. But it, it works. Thank you, Dave. <clears throat> Let me throw the holy water to the room. I'm not making fun of Catholics. I I love their I love their rituals. I, I love the way they bring the spiritual into the physical. Um, although I don't do it because I don't feel it's necessary. I don't demean it. I was just having fun. Um, Whoever has my commands, what commands is he talking about? You have to go look at his commands. What did we do? What we did is, what he says, his commands, we, then we'd run over to Paul and find everything Paul said to different churches that were in different situations asking different questions and applied them all to us and our century and our community. The Bible, he, the Bible Paul says, rightly divide the word of truth. Learn what belongs to you and what does not. For example, I'm going to quote to you three sentences out of the Bible. Jesus, uh, I'm sorry, Judas went and hung himself. Go do thou likewise. What thou doest do quickly. I would say that's out of context somewhat and perhaps a bit dangerous. Watch how you pull verses out. And apply them. What did the first centuries of the church. Who had not gathered their Bible. And even if they had. They weren't rich enough to have it all. What kept them going? Jesus is the Christ. The son of the living God. That's what we say. And the way we live. Is love. Because Jesus said. That's how they'll know you belong to me. Your love. One for the other. And that's. Um. That's a game changer when you realize this. It, it shifts everything in religion when you realize this. The commands are, believe in me is the way, the truth, and the life. And love one another, love God. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. I've had people say, that's just an awkward phrasing. And I've said, no, it's a necessary one. It's a corrective to the concept that God is angry, and the only thing keeping him from killing us is Jesus is there saying, come on, Dad. No, no, he's saying, I love you, and this is how God loves you. You need to understand, he's not your enemy. In fact, one of the amazing clues that we miss, because we eyes the whole scene, in the middle of the brutality of Rome and Herod the Great's rule, God shows up in the sky and says, peace on earth, goodwill to men. In other words, I'm not angry at you. Wow. That's amazing. And I don't know why we don't stop there stunned for some time. It, uh, I can go on, but I've never seen a dead horse I wouldn't beat. If you don't understand the expression, now you think I'm cruel to animals. Uh, Then Judas, not Judas Iscariot. And by the way, I think that's probably how he introduced himself the rest of his life, don't you? (laughs) I am Judas, not him. Not him, the other one. probably put it on his business cards. But Lord, why do you intend to show yourselves to us and not to the world? That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Uh, I brought up last week, I think it was, that whenever uh, Philip says, just show us the Father and it suffices us, you know that— uh, or, or, or Thomas and Philip, and they're asking alright we don't know how you're going just show us we all have that desire don't we wouldn't we love when the state legislature of New York had a rousing stand up applause to a law put in their constitution now that says that you can kill a baby up to the time of birth don't you wish Jesus would have just walked in a room I do. You know what Jesus is probably saying? He's saying, I would have liked to have walked in that room. Where were you? Because we are the carriers of Jesus. Where are my people? Told you the story before, but I'll just, because our church is mobile. This comes out of a diary of a nurse in um, um, pre-war, I see, pre-war? Yeah, pre-war, Austria. She was on a train uh, going into Vienna and it derailed. A lot of people hurting, a lot of people dying, a lot of people smashed and broken. She is running about doing the best she can to help people. And she said she saw a man in um, formal wear, walking along disheveled, little cut, weeping and mumbling. She assumed he was one of those that just got you know, bashed a bit, or maybe he'd lost someone that he loved and was overcome by the carnage, and she's just working with people, and when he got a little closer, she heard him continually as he wept, wept say, where are my instruments? She assumed you're going into Vienna, That Symphony Central, that, and the way he was dressed, that he was a musician, perhaps a conductor or a writer of a symphony. Later, reading newspaper accounts and seeing a picture of him, she would realize he was a preeminent surgeon in Vienna. And now she realized he was walking, seeing all the broken, saying, where are my instruments? Because he couldn't save them. Now, God can do whatever he jolly well wants to do. But he chose to work through us. Even the Ethiopian eunuch, who I'm sure would prefer to be called the queen's treasurer, whenever Philip gets there god doesn't say watch me save this guy he says you go you go talk to him and he goes and he asks him what are you reading and he's reading out of isaiah and the scripture says he started there and spoke to him of jesus we are carriers of jesus that's what our command is a long time ago when we moved to america we were in um lancaster ohio just outside columbus and there was a, a, an anti porn drive. This is pre cell phone, pre internet, and, and therefore you had to go to a porn shop to get porn, or uh, there was stuff behind a counter some places. Uh, and there was a little porn shop in our area, um, and one of the preachers said that he felt we needed to put a sign out there, open by permission of the local churches, because we had not stood up against it. Now, you can argue about First Amendment and argue whether that would have been wise or not, and and all of those arguments can be valid. But I I like to take the bigger point. Had we reached hearts sooner, shined more light, that wouldn't have been there. This is not a sign that the devil is winning. This is a sign that we are lazy. We need to start carrying the light. I'm not trying to throw a guilt trip on you. I said we. It's a collective noun. Um... It's, a, it's, you know, it's plural. Anyone who loves me will obey my teachings. My Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Um, as we close, I want to close with this. When I wake up in the morning, I don't feel Christian. I don't feel saved. I've never in my life popped out of the bed like toast And said, this is the day the Lord hath made. Let us rejoice and be glad therein. Open my eyes. I'm always going, ugh. Still on this side of the dirt. All right, here we go. Roll out of bed and usually fail to nail the dismount. No one told me that when you get to that age, you can end up on the floor going, really God? This is how we're starting? And you get up and you get in the shower. And it takes me a while, I put it, to get my Jesus on. I'm not trying to put guilt on anybody what I'm trying to say is this. If I got out of bed still not feeling Christian, still not feeling saved, still not feeling the presence of my Lord, slipped and hit my head on the dresser and died, I would be saved. Because it's not about what I feel. It's about the facts. And the fact is, he is with us. Fact of Jesus' presence trumps our feelings sometimes of loneliness and isolation. You are never alone, he said, you wouldn't be, do you trust him? Do you trust what you do not see? So, if you're feeling this time, if you're going through a crisis right now, that um, or crises, several, and you wonder, well, where is God? The answer is, he is with you. You don't have to feel it, it just is. Now, we're interrupting, I'm right in the middle of a thought, but our time is our time, and children are turned loose into the community, which is um, a mixed blessing at best. So we need to let you go, but God be with you. Please, please, please pray for the families who lost people and pray for the soldiers, sailors, Marines, Coast Guard, and airmen among us who are home, but who are grieving because the calendar helps remind them of those they lost. And just pray love one another. Now, love one another somewhere else. Go away.